Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Calling all detectives. When a man tried to plunge into a burning building to save his partner, some called it heroism, but others called it murder. That is the situation on this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. When a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, catches a criminal, his job is only half done. The tough part of the job still remains, proving guilt. Every time I hear fire engines at night, I think of Harrison Murdoch and the Stantilly case. That's how the Stantilly case started, with a fire at the Stantilly Murdoch paint factory. The factory was a solid mass of flames impossible to approach. Alongside me, Battalion Chief Callahan muttered, Hey, it won't wait to look for this. Just in too many places at the same time. I'd been at the firehouse conferring with Callahan when the alarm came in. We were among the first at the scene of the fire. Saw flames burst out at a dozen points before they merged into a single roaring inferno. Just then... I tell you, my partner's in there! He was working late tonight! He's still in there! You gotta let me save him! That was Harrison Murdoch. And he actually broke through the fire line and was halfway to the building. Before two cops grabbed him and yanked him back out of danger. Moments later... jury find the defendant, Harrison Murdoch, not guilty of the murder of Peter Santilli. Yes, it was Harrison Murdoch, charged with having deliberately set the fire that killed his partner. The jury listened to his story of having tried to plunge into the flames to rescue Chantilly and believed him. Nobody else did. Harrison Murdoch was charged with having set the fire that killed his partner at the Chantilly Murdoch paint factory, and a jury acquitted him. I drove Battalion Chief Callahan back to the firehouse after the trial. Jerry, I don't care what anybody says. Murdoch is a killer. He murdered Chantilly in that fire because he wanted the business for himself. That fire was incendiary, and I have plenty of proof. I shrugged. Don't argue with me, Callahan. Sure, you had traces of the incendiary chemical. But the jury believed Murdoch when he said they were experimenting with that stuff to mix with paint to prevent color fading. That devil had his defense all figured out in advance. Even had the place uninsured. Yeah. And you insisting that his rescue attempt was strictly fake didn't help your case any. Might as well face it, Callahan. 
Nobody can touch Murdoch now that a jury has cleared him. Callahan stared at me bleakly. Jerry, I'll never rest until I find some way of convicting him of something. From time to time thereafter, I saw Chief Callahan and knew that he was still doggedly working on the Chantilly case. That thing had become an obsession. Sure, the factory was uninsured, Jerry, but three days before the fire, Murdoch moved most of the valuable inventory to a new plant on the other side of town. What do you think of that? Look, Callahan, why don't you forget it? But Callahan didn't forget it. And one day, months later, I had an urgent message from him to come down to the firehouse. The firehouse was empty when I got there, except for the maintenance crew. Company number 11 had gone out a few minutes earlier. You, yeah, Mr. Browning, the chief says be sure and wait for him. He's got the evidence to send Harrison Murdoch to the chair. Is he still on that one? Doesn't he realize that Murdoch can't be tried twice for the same crime? The maintenance man shrugged. All I know is what the chief said. Be able to please wait. I waited. And Company 11 came back two hours later. But Chief Callahan wasn't with him. A flaming staircase had collapsed under him. He died instantly. Callahan's men stood by and watched soberly as I went through the desk that had served as Callahan's office for 18 years. His papers were in good shape, cases carefully written up. There were four heavy envelopes on the Chantilly case alone, the results of over six months of patient digging after Harrison Murdoch had been acquitted. The mass of evidence was irrefutable. Paint stocks removed from the factory just before the fire, statements from leading chemists that the incendiary chemical found on the premises could have no possible value in paint making, Evidence proving that Murdoch had diverted company funds, that Murdoch and Chantilly had quarreled bitterly. Evidence enough to convict Murdoch beyond any possibility of doubt, if he hadn't already been tried and cleared. I put the papers away, got up. Boys, this stuff doesn't mean a thing. We might get Murdoch in a straight arson charge, but since the factory was uninsured, I doubt whether we could get a conviction that would mean anything. I'm sorry. Honest, I am. went back to my office, sat down at my own desk. Callahan had never been my close friend. He was one of many people I worked with, respected, liked. He died the way he wanted to. There was no reason for me to feel as broken up about it as I did. I sat there. Then for a while, I knew what was wrong. Callahan hated evil the same way I did. He'd found a method of punishing a killer, but he died before he could tell me. In death, he was defeated. His defeat was my defeat. Unless I found some way of completing his work. I drove out to the charred ruins that had once been the Chantilly Murdoch paint factory, all the time racking my brain to figure out how a man could be tried twice for the same crime. That was double jeopardy, forbidden by the basic law of our land. I sat in my car and watched kids clambering over the ruins where a man had died in flaming agony. A man had died. Yeah. But suppose he was not the only one who died. Suppose it had been somebody else. Say, a watchman. Why had nobody ever thought of a watchman? Watchman, Michael O'Flaherty, at the factory. But the defense insists 
to know Flaherty was sick and resigned his job the afternoon of the fire. The defense pleads for more time in which to locate Mr. O'Flaherty and to prove that he did not perish in the flames. It was another jury, another trial of Harrison Murdoch. And this time... We, the jury, find the defendant guilty as charged. I don't know whether O'Flaherty died in that fire or not. I don't know whether that was the evidence Chief Callahan had stumbled over. I don't suppose I ever will know. What I do know is that the missing watchman was never located and that Harrison Murdoch paid the full penalty. Like I said, I hate the sound of fire engines in the night. They remind me of death in more ways than one.